This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome to the Pondering Nerdcast, where tonight we'll be interviewing Julie Wynn. I got that right, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. See, that's something I always try to make sure because I'm terrible with names. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us tonight is uh, Alyssa Spector. Hey, guys. And it's me. It's just me, Lance. Just, just guy behind a microphone talking. <laughs> um, so uh, before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Julie um, Wynn, a little bit that I know. It's not like I hacked her you know, whole life or anything like that. But she's amazing. She's a VR developer that we met at IndieCade uh, 2016 here in New York City. And um, she had a game. Uh, is the game, the name of the game, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, was it, is it Anamorphic Agency or is that just like the overall project name? Uh, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game, okay. So the game uh, explores um, what it's like to have sleep paralysis, um, but in a VR setting. So... You know, some I know some people are like, well, "What the hell is you know sleep paralysis and stuff like that?" But we're gonna get into that. Uh, you know what it is, why we. I mean, just checking out the game. I got to check it out. It creeped me out, but it was <laughs> awesome. You know, it also um, brought to life uh, superstition that I've heard for years as a child uh, growing up in a West Indian island where. This same thing was mentioned, and then to see it as an adult was like, holy shit, this is what they were talking about. Because I didn't quite <laughs> understand what, what the hell they were talking about. I was just told that ghost comes in and sits on your chest, and that's why you can't get up. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? And, and yeah. um, now I know, no, um, much of my friends and family suffered from sleep paralysis. You know? um, but, um, but before I blab on more about that, um, Julie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to start the project and, you know, and what do you, you know, what do you think is um, the importance of it going forward, what, what uh, discussing sleep paralysis is? So the project originally was my thesis project when I was doing my graduate program at Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I first, I started with the interaction, which was concentration using a brainwave sensor. Okay. Um, and then once like i got the computer visualization of seeing like when your concentration's up you see like the meter go up um i translated that to like a a motor um so it would like blow up a balloon so one of the earlier prototypes like kids were trying to blow up a balloon and like make it pop by concentrating (laughs) and the reason i did that was because um when i had sleep paralysis when i was younger uh, I used to have it very frequently, and so I would try very hard to wake myself up a lot of the times uh, by concentrating on a, an object I see in the dream environment or something like that. Um, and so that's what I was trying to translate to my user, uh, what I experience by teaching them to concentrate in order to get to the next level of the game. Oh, nice. Cool. Uh-huh. And um, you said you experienced this you 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 experienced it in real life. Um, yeah. You know, do you mind going into a little bit about explaining to people what's that like to you know suffer from sleep paralysis? And, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah um, 
So, I mean, not everyone has it. I, my brother and sister didn't really have it, and I had it quite often. But basically, um, the the scientific like aspect of it, your body is physiologically asleep, um, and your mind wakes up. But your mind wakes up, but your your the motor area of your brain hasn't woken up yet. And so, essentially, like you can see around you and stuff, but you can't like move or like get up or anything like that. So you feel paralyzed. Um, and so it's a sleep disorder that is sometimes connected with um, PTSD, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. So, um, like some people who've had like maybe traumas or or people who have had like PTSD from the army experience sleep paralysis, like the percentage is just higher. Um, and then other people just experience it as often as like having insomnia. So it's it's a it's very range, and there's still a lot of research being done done on the science end of it. Yeah. I got it. Like I said, like I said earlier before, it's um, I as a child growing up, it, the stories that I would hear would be more along the lines of, um, like my mother would say she had a really bad dream, and you know the the description was more along the lines of, you know, I couldn't move, um, and, mm -hmm. I, and I saw something. You know, yeah. and they, you know, from what I was, from the way it was described to me as a child, it sounds like they were still asleep, not knowing they were actually awake, but then not really. But but then they, they thought something was sitting on their chest, like a ghost or some sort of demon or, you know what I'm saying? And that's where that superstition for me was. I mean, I never really believed it because it never happened to me and it still has it. It's never had it happened to me, um, nor have I ever been like around anyone mm -hmm. um besides you know hearing it afterwards so to you know because your your demonstration at indicate uh when you put on the oculus riff and in a sleeping bag like you, you know you restrict your because you're already restricting the motion of the of the um user yeah for the experience so it's like it definitely put me in that sense of like okay this is uh first i was like Okay, this is interesting. There's a sleeping bag in a convention. Oh, awesome, awesome. Let's make it happen. And I was like, all right. And, you know, and then, like, seeing, trying to concentrate, and then the, this, this screen, you know, the visual is getting a little blurry. I'm, I'm already blind anyway. So, okay. The <laughs> Oculus doesn't fit over my head with my glasses on. But, um, so that kind of, like, it added more of an effect to, for me because I'm, mm -hmm. I really can't see that well. So I was like, Holy shit! What's happening? What the hell is that? <laughs> He's like, you know, <laughs> so, so the the visuals actually were also tracked to your concentration. So if you ah. weren't concentrating very well, uh -huh. then um, the the focus on the camera gets very blurry. And then when your concentration was high, it would start to clear up and become more defined. Right. Yeah. And the goal was to like, if I remember correctly, was to like turn on lights with your concentration, and yeah. that would like make the uh, figure dissipate. Um, and then yeah. you essentially, yeah, sum up, you know? Yeah, it was kind of like, um, like I was using game mechanics to kind of train the user. Mm -hmm. So like starting something simple with like turning on the lights and then once you get the lights on, you notice this shadowy figure and you're, you're like, oh shit, like, you know, right. I need to figure out how to get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. um, or being, I, I mean, I don't want to assign it a gender. It was just like a being that's like, holding you down and so 
um, when you get to that point, like there's so much distraction trying to deter you from concentrating. Um, and then that's when it's kind of like facing your fear and, and staring at the demon once coming at you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, the convention spotting the, the sleeping bag, but, you know, VR in general, I have trouble with because uh, VR gives me a headache. But yeah, <laughs> uh, after watching it, the video I and knowing that the chair makes you feel immobile, <laughs> I can't imagine. That would give me yeah. so much anxiety. <laughs> oh, man. My biggest fear is, like, not being in control of myself. Uh, mm-hmm. So I probably failed this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it seems cool. At the same time, it, it, it helps people, you know, face their fears, you know, yeah. or win the game. And I love that concept. Right. Uh, think, games think- that help you. Yeah, I think it's a great tool to teach others um, understanding uh, mm-hmm. things that they don't understand. Uh, yeah, but, but I just repeated myself. Yes, it's a great tool for teaching understanding of things they fear. And um, uh, but like Alyssa said, she's she does she has headaches from this stuff, and, and then <laughs> you have a fear of no control over your body. Then this game will <laughs> definitely freak you out. Um, you know, well if you're in the um, you know body bag stuff. Um, Actually, that was a that was a big thing when I was designing for mm. the VR simulation because uh, a lot of people do get motion sickness. I myself get motion sickness if I'm playing a v- like a VR game with a controller and I'm mm. running around. Um, and that's why I made it so it was like it fit very well for this project for me because you have to sit down in one place and you can only look around, and so it's it's less likely that you'll get motion sickness in it. Ah, okay, okay. Maybe it's just because I'm, I'm not used to VR. Maybe I need to play more VR games. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely... Well, if you can, definitely jump on some VR stuff. Because I know I... I don't... I think there's only one time I experienced motion sickness from VR was when I played a, a flight simulator. And that did really you missed play me. Eve? Hmm? Did you play Eve? No, it was something called something Thunder. I, I played it at E3, and um, it was this company. Their their whole setup was like a replica of a 1940s airplane that you you, you sat in the chair, and the, the controls was, were supposedly the same. Um, I don't think they had that sort of chrome metallic you know look, but whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and it's interesting when you said it. It's a very good thing to mention about VR is um, based on what you are seeing and based on what your brain is trying to interpret can throw you off very quickly. So, because the guy, he put me in, I sat in it, you know, Oculus, he sat there and I was like, all right, what do I do? He was like, he just started whispering in my ear. I was like, all right, man. I'm gonna tell you when to push forward on the, you know, that, that freaked me out. And I was like, all right, whatever. Push when I, you know, because I'm in a plane, right? A prop plane from, you know, World War II or something. And you push forward and immediately, because the chair didn't move. So, but my brain is like, you're moving. Yeah, you're you're, you're <laughs> thinking, like, why is my body not moving? Oh, right. I feel sick. Like, what's exactly. going on? <laughs> it's like, no, throw it up. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, and it really messed with me for a while. And I was just like, 
you know, I was like, oh my god, I, I got up, I looked at my partner, like, uh, uh, like from um, GWW. I was like, what is? He just looked at me like, oh, you okay? It's like, no. <laughs> Why? Why did I do this? <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, but yeah, later on, a- yeah. But like I said, if if the chair is moving, if your body's moving, then you're fine. But this this right here, if you're just laying still and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure it out with just movement movement of your head, then you know it's not so bad. Yeah. 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 I always worry about that too. Wearing the VR headset, I'm like, you know, if I'm walking around, I'm walking around with the controller, but I feel like. I could be walking around with my feet and I'm worried I'm going to be bumping into somebody. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I made another VR game where, where you're, it was getting, tra- you're, the person was being tracked with the connect, mm-hmm. but like there were so many cords coming out of the person and like, you know, you can't really see cause you're, you're in the environment and it looks cool and you see yourself moving just like, cause it's tracking your movement. But like, you know, we had people like, hey, don't like stop walking because you're going to pull yourself from the computer. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's like the, some of the misconceptions about, I mean, it's getting better. It's getting it's, better. It yeah. just, I think it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's getting better. It's getting there. <laughs> so um, why, why did you choose to use this um, to like represent sleep paralysis in VR? Was that... You're just like, ah, that's the perfect way of doing this. Or do you like hope to bring more awareness to sleep paralysis or, you know, like what is your ultimate goal? So, so I actually didn't start with this technology um, when I, I start when I started developing it. I like mm-hmm. I started with the brainwave sensor first, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I started with the brainwave sensor, like I, I was taking some VR classes and I was taking some other interactive space of cl- spaces classes. And I got to a point where there's a debate whether it would be an interactive installation using projector or if I was going to use VR. Um, And since VR at the time, the technology was at the point where it could track your head movement. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the body movement was not quite there yet. Like I tried to design around that and that's when I found that it was it just happened to work out and so i went with vr because i wanted the user to be fully immersed and when you have an interactive installation it's not quite the same like it's a little bit different from using vr yeah. um do you um plan on like pushing it further um with the um anamorphic agency or this is just like like you said just uh, more of a one-time thing so like there's been questions about that um because like as I was working on it in graduate school and after I had graduated, I've still continued to take it to shows and, and bring it around. Um, I think that I'll probably keep bringing it out um, after, like I, there's still some other improvements I wanna make for it um, before I take it to like the next game conference. But like right now I'm kind of just taking a break from it because it's been shown at a, at a couple places. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Yeah. Have you have you thought about maybe like showing it off at like uh, I don't know like a, a psychology convention or something and maybe like using it like maybe pitch it for like for psychology? therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a lot of people have talked to me about that. Um, that that is a possibility. It might be the next step for it. Um, but like as a as an independent developer right now, like I'm kind of looking for like other avenues of that. And I don't like, 
yeah, it, it might be something that would happen in the future, I think. Um, but there's been questions of like, I might start doing another project. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, you know, I really like the, the fact that you were able to gamify, um, uh, you know, like what, it, you know, what is considered a, uh, you know, a me- like I'm guessing, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it's a medical problem. Um, yeah. And I think for um, the big upset, the, the big question for the public or the unwashed masses <laughs> that's haven't really, <laughs> that haven't like experienced VR to this level um, is their accept their acceptability or the acceptance of what they think it is, and um, you know, and I've always I've always been a fan of VR, even way back when Nintendo put out their little uh, Virtual Boy that gave everybody. A <laughs> oh headache. my god, the Virtual Boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I still say they're gonna bring it back. I, yeah. I yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably why we haven't seen the Nintendo NX. It's I'm we, sure it's like that's, you know, that's what the next is gonna be. <laughs> you're waiting for you're waiting for the Virtual Boy, Julie. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it already started a little bit with the 3ds. Kind of. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, it's not virtual reality. It's just it's no, it's, it's it pops out at you. Yeah, <laughs> like, like full, yeah, like yeah. full 3D sort of thing. <laughs> and and I, I, like I was saying, like um, just the like the whole part about just having that acceptance. Like um, there's a meme going around where um, Michelle Obama tried for eight years to get kids to go out and play. Um, Pokemon did it in two days. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Right. I saw so, that. So it's like, what Pokemon did was pretty much, I mean, and I should say this right now, I'm going to say right now, Pokemon Go is just a, a, a pretty up ingress. So there, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, that's just my little gripe about it. Because, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, like, so when you gamify, I know it's like, that's not, that word sounds a little like catchphrasy. But it's like it's it's a real thing. Like if you gamify yeah. something, you give people a goal, right? And then mm-hmm. at the same time, you teach in that time. Like you know, there are yeah. people who are like there are all these stories coming about Pokemon Go about this one guy. He's like he suffers from PTSD and he barely leaves his home. You know, um, mm-hmm. and because of Pokemon Go, because of his love for it when he was a child, he decided to play it. And now he's actually talking to strangers in the park. You know, and they're all cool people. So it's like. And it's helping him, and, you know, and, and it's helping people go out and actually get some exercise. And of course, there are stupid people as well who, I think there was one. Crash their cars. Yeah. <laughs> pull up clips. Right, exactly. <laughs> some girl crossed a um, highway. <laughs> like, why would you, like, you know, and she got ran over by a car. And I was uh, like. Oh, really? Yeah, but she's alive. She's alive. <laughs> you know, but she's I heard still, the one about the, the guy who crashed into a tree and turned out to be his brother's car. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. That that was just a bit insane. So you do have, you know, both in the spectrums when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, because Pokemon Go is um, augmented reality, and you know, uh, an amorphic agency is VR, so virtual reality. And yeah. and I think it's important to have this technology. It's gonna go through its growing, growing pains and stuff like that. And to be able to show people these experiences will actually. Be, like you know having that affliction or whatever the case may be i think it's super important i think it's like it, it helps people be more informed and i you know and i've always said that yeah. gaming yeah, is the great 
um, you, you know, great unifier when it comes to understanding or the, the great level and playing field when it comes to competition as well. You know, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. It does have its ups and downs and weirdness. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, um, but it's it's still growing. I am incredibly excited about VR. And to, like I said, I can't speak enough to what Julie created because it was just like, like I said, it was something that I heard about and then I got to see and I got to see it in a world that I've been steeped in for so long to see that, to, to be experiencing that. Like, I, you know, I don't know if I'm showing, you know, like putting out the importance of that, you know, like that's yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's interesting because like when I have users come up to me, there's a lot of people who like have experience and then haven't experienced sleep paralysis. And for people who haven't, um, so did you, it, it's kind of a learning experience for them to go through like um, something that's similar that they've never experienced before, but then kind of understand what people who've had it have gone through. Hmm. So, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Huh? And I mean, I think that's what's great about games is like you can be empathetic through experience. And that's something that you, you can't really do with, with other media as well. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's very, very true. And I, you know, I hope that, like I said, I hope there are more developers like you who see the potential for that and also put this out, you know. And I mean, I don't know, and everybody wants to do their uh, thing when it comes <laughs> to VR, like, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's like, but the, the interesting thing about the developers that I'm meeting when it comes to VR, it's, they don't seem like, all right, I'm trying to make the next whatever, you know, to be this multi-billionaire Minecraft guy, woman, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like genuine curiosity, genuine um, exploration, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm, like I said, very happy to see this sort of thing. But uh, one question I would ask you, has, like, what, is, what has been your, I would say, your good and bad feedback when people have experienced this, like, do some people, you know, um, just didn't like it for whatever reason, it freaked them out too much, you know, or just uh, like, did you, did you ever run into anybody who just didn't understand it at all? Yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, I, I've had a big mix of people, uh, younger, like, kids, like, teens, they enjoy it, but they see it more of just like a game. Um, I've had some people who, like, it triggered, it was too triggering like to their own sleep paralysis experience. So I take them out very, very quickly. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, you're free to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like some people, I, I mean, I've also had technical difficulties. Um, and, you know, if they happen to be with the one user that comes for the, the, the day I'm showing it and there's some technical difficulties, they'll be like, you know, I didn't feel the pressure and stuff. And I was like, I'm um, sorry, like you can come by and try it later. But I, I mean, because it's like a physical like chair experience, that I, yeah. yeah and it's a physical experience and then people have asked me like hey can i just like i don't want to get in that chair can i just put on the headset and i tell them um no then you shouldn't try it out because i don't want them to experience a part of it because that's not the entire um like game right you know, right yeah so so like you know i'm i kind of feel bad turning people down in that aspect but i don't want them to experience something that it's not Ah, I wouldn't feel bad because yeah. <laughs> you, you know you know what you build it for. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
like how it should be experienced and you want to provide that experience. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> but, <laughs> in the end, people just call me an asshole, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I think I had like an experience. I don't know if it was sleep paralysis, but I remember I had an experience once where like, I don't know. I had a dream, but it was almost like I was dreaming while I was awake and it had something to do with the Grim Reaper. And it was like the Grim Reaper, like, I guess, threw his scythe at me and I woke up and I felt like I couldn't move. And I'm just looking around. It was like it was fading into my room. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm awake. What happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just <laughs> I started crying. I was like, no, everybody oh, no. got me. <laughs> so I don't know. It was a crazy experience, but I never had another one like that ever again. So it was also during my time at art school, so I was probably pretty stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, art school so. is stressful. I mean it's it's great because I get to hear about everyone's experience um when they come to ask about the project or to know more about it. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, um, do you have uh, like what are your future plans when it comes to the VR for more VR development? Um, right now it's kind of on hold because I'm I'm teaching and like working. Okay. Oh. Um. So like I don't like like the independent aspect is a little bit on hold, but I am working on a new project for VR. So I I guess maybe next year I might have something for uh for the next independent game conference. Oh, very well, cool. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you've heard of the company HTC? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah I think they, they partnered with another company and they put aside $10 billion. Yes, that's $10 billion. Um, but I believe that's Korean money. I'm not sure. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't quite say what the currency was. It's just like, we got $10 billion and we're going to give it to VR developers to create VR products experiences and stuff like that um maybe oh. you know if you get a chance check that out <laughs> so, yeah i'll yeah. check that out yeah. i'll be like hey here throw it over here <laughs> yeah. i think this is a, i think like <laughs> the stuff you develop here i think that's worth a couple a uh, couple million right there yeah so, like, you know to if you develop it further um you can even i can even see this being in like an experience for like a scary movie you yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you guys on this. I like, I think for me, like developing the whole project, like I had, you know, some like help and assistance like through school. But then when I was working on it all by myself, mm-hmm. it gets to be a lot. So like I'd have to put together a team and stuff. Wow. Um, so, you know, future aspirations, you know, getting together a team and funding, that would be great. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I could imagine. Um, s- same thing on my end <laughs> when it comes to yeah. podcasting. But I'm sure <laughs> the I'm, uh, I'm sure the undertaking of, of VR is you know way beyond what I um, quite understand when it comes to programming. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I like I said, I give anybody my hats off to you that you can program in a 3D environment. Awesome. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like I, I think that's a pretty awesome gift and skill to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. Like I said, I think this is awesome. And I can't say this enough because I'm, you know, super excited. I was a little skeptical going in because it was an Oculus Rift. I wasn't really, you know, but like I said, <laughs> you have to try it out. If, if you know, if you, 
if you find Julie, you know, somewhere at a convention, you see the Anamorphic uh, Agency project, please try it out. You know, yeah, uh, the, the Anamorphic Agency website, I always update it uh, mm-hmm. for what, are, what the next convention is going to be at. So, yeah. Okay, oh, cool. You guys can always check it at anamorphicagency.com and you'll see where I'll be showing it. I, I had someone last year um, come this year in New York. Mm-hmm. Like I ran into him, and, I, and they closed, and I couldn't let I couldn't show it to him because it turned off my power. And he came this year to Indicade to to try it out, oh, <laughs> and that man. made it worth it. That made it so worth it. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's wow. very cool. Uh, well, tell tell everyone where. They can find you online, like, you know, stalk you besides the uh, website. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, luckily I got the the domain name anamorphicagency.com, and that's where you can nice. find more information about the website. Um, my personal portfolio website, which has um, some of my other games, is at Julie Soar Us. So it's Julie <laughs> Soar, S-A-U-R, dot U-S. <laughs> hmm, okay. And that's my portfolio site. Ah, nice. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. I'll uh, check it out. <laughs> you have any other questions, Alyssa? Uh, keep up the great work. <laughs> <laughs> encouragement. Sorry. Encouragement. <laughs> yes, no, I, think it, I think it's awesome. And like you said before, um, some people, like kids, just saw it as a game. That's what I love about the mass appeal, that it could be a game you know, and also be used as a therapy tool. So I think it's awesome. I love when games like do, you know, more than one thing. Yeah. Parents were, uh, were like, this could solve some like attention deficit disorders where like people just aren't concentrating. I was like, I'm not sure about that, but I mean, I can keep their attention for, you know, however long they're in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's very cool. Again, so, so many different applications that I can just see this being used for. Um, and I can't wait to see what you produce in the future. Well, I'll keep you guys updated. Nah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, guys, um, we're going to bring the show to an end today. Um, so, you know, like I said, just interviewed Julie Wynn. Uh, definitely check out anamorphicagency.com, you know, to see the updates and everything on what she's doing. And like she said, you know, you can... You have permission to stalk her online. I mean, <laughs> like, just, you know, not like in real life. That's just creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's creepy online, too. Just, uh, just you know, follow the stuff. Just don't stalk her. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you can find uh, the Pondering Nerdcast at uh, GameRebellion.com. That's where our podcast lives. Uh, you know, also, there are other really cool podcasts there, and they have a really cool community. Um, check out the really cool articles that they're right there. It's all about, you know, if you like retro gaming, they do cover uh, modern gaming too as well. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of retro coverage there as well. So if you have that, you know, nostalgia itch, the, you know, Game Rebellion is definitely a place to check it out. But you can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music Play. Um, so we give you choices. You know, they can't say we didn't give you one. So whatever, whatever your favorite platform is, you can find us there. Um, but we uh, appreciate you guys for listening and until next episode, see you then. Bye for now.